This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, August 18, 2020. And we're already halfway through the month of August, and quarter three seems to be moving pretty fast. Labor Day is right around the corner, as you know, so that's always a fun holiday. And the investing landscape looks a lot different this summer than it did a year ago. Lots of things have changed, and of course, most of it can be placed at the footsteps of COVID-19 prices it's produced. So like it or not, we're living in a pretty historical significant period. People will be looking back at at this period, um, looking at what the government did, what what actually happened with COVID-19, and well, I have no idea what history will say, but it will. It is a historical event, and of course, for investors, also it's been pretty unsettling. So, if you're serious about reaching your financial goals, you've got to be prepared for continued volatility. So far, it's been a lot of up volatility, a lot of up, which has been great. We had that one huge downstroke, about thirty-five percent, when this all COVID all started, and since then, it's been struggling up and up and up, and we're right where we were before COVID-19. That is a remarkable achievement in my opinion. But there's a lot of volatility, that's for sure. I'm Steve Peasley, and today in this program and podcast, I'll do my best to provide unbiased answers to your financial and investment questions. That's what we do here. We've been doing it for many years. We're going to continue doing it for many more years. So I know you want, you know, suggestions. I really can't suggest a stock or a strategy well, I could probably suggest a strategy, but I can't I can't suggest stocks. You can ask me questions about them, and I'll answer them. The reason, the SEC has rules about that. I cannot tell you what to buy on the air. If I manage money, which we do at KPB Financial, I cannot bring up stocks, buy this, sell that, buy it. I can't do that. But if you ask a question about a specific stock, specific stock, I will answer it. I am allowed to do that. So, Let's get to it. I want to do it. I promise you. I, I my number is eight 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 ninety nine chart. I'm ready to take your calls. That's a live number. We're live Monday through Friday, four to five Pacific time. Eight 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 ninety nine C H A R T. So here in Invest Talk and my company KPP Financial in Irvine, California, we always go by the same philosophy that we talk about every day, and that's independent thinking and shared success. So that makes us a bit different. Quite a bit different from other advisors because we do, you know, dedicate ourselves to unbiased opinions and guidance. We recommend investments and strategies we implement for ourselves. We call this parallel investing, meaning our investments, my investments, my money, rise right along with our clients. I buy the same stock, same bond, same everything, and each individual account, uh, different type of program we have. We have five of them. And I buy the same thing for you as I do for myself. Same time, same price, same percent. My money is right with yours. And as you know, since this COVID nineteen started, you know I have not been traveling around the country, which I wore, which I did quite extensively last year. This year, not so much. Made one trip to New York, I think, and that was not it. Then COVID hit, 
But we are, we are looking at people's portfolios. We are talking to people about their financial future and their financial situation, their current situation, how to achieve that financial freedom that we talk about. So if you want to do that, we'd be happy to do that. Send me an email at investtalk.com or call KPP Financial in Irvine, California. And, of course, that's investtalk.com with two T's, investtalk. Okay, my focus point today, is there more short-term pain ahead for gold and silver? You heard me and Justin talk about it ad nauseum and that it should be in your portfolio, and we had a nice pullback, which gave great opportunity for people to get in. But are we done with the pain, or is there going to be a deeper pullback? So we got a couple opinions. We're going to discuss that. It's going to be the main talking point the main focus point for today's show. Now, of course, I got others. Housing starts, the numbers came out. Housing starts, and they were spectacular. We're going to talk about that. Um, Did you see that Boeing offered a second round of buyouts, retirements, 7,000 people? I think that's something we should discuss. And lawsuits. Okay, lawsuits may spread the antitrust push by government against Apple and Google. Epic's Fortnite game company, Epic's um, produced the Fortnite game. They brought a lawsuit against Google and Apple. I think that was uh, kind of interesting. It might be something important that we need to discuss. The market today, the Dow is down 67. The Nasdaq was up 81, and the S&P up 8. Mixed market day uh, with the tech, big tech moving up and big companies moving down outside of tech. Interesting day today. Of course, you know, you realize I, I find these days always interesting because this is what I do, and I like doing it. I enjoy it. So when I say interesting, maybe it's not so interesting for you, but it is interesting for me. Okay. So I apologize for that. Let's talk to Lou in New York. Hi, Lou. Let's... Hi. Thanks for taking my call. I have a question. Thank you. Um, well, a couple of questions about Nikola, um, ticker NKLA. Um, hey. Firstly, I'm wondering if you think in the long term it will be a prosperous buy. And I'm also um, curious to your opinion on uh, why you think that this is not doing as well as its uh, rival Tesla. And also, um, would you recommend holding off on buying this until after the election? Okay. Uh, Nikolai Corporation. Yeah. It's a $16 billion company. It's amazing that $16 billion has no sales. That's one of the problems, Nick, uh, Lou. There's no sales. So Tesla has tons of sales and have had lots of sales for a long time. And, of course, Tesla's now making money. But... This company doesn't have any sales. Manufactures battery electric and hydrogen electric vehicles, electric vehicle drivetrains and components. But there's there's no sales reported yet. So I'm not sure, you know, they don't, they're, they're not making money. They're burning money. They lost 11 cents a share in 2019. They're scheduled not to make any money here to this year. So the stock rose from below 10 uh, to about... 90, and today is at 41. So the stock popped up on hopes of strong sales, but there is no sales yet. 
So maybe they're taking orders. Uh, here's what it separates Tesla, all the rest. Uh, there's some articles out there that might give us some more, you know, flesh out the facts of what's going on with this company. I, I just I need to have time to read them. But I can just tell you that it's not going to act like Tesla until it has sales, and the sales are fast, growing very, very fast. Doesn't have to have profits yet, but sales have to be growing fast, and this company has no sales yet. That's why the problem. So I would be very careful with it. Let's be very careful. You listen to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. Summer is moving fast, and we, we and, and we are already watching them. We all are watching the markets. You know, it, you know, summer is an interesting time because there's less traders. But I think more traders are home this year than in past years because, you know, because of the COVID, everybody's staying home. So we have to look to what's happening in the market. We can see that. It's still pretty strong. Only two emotions matter in the market. And that's fear and greed. And apparently we have greed in our teeth right now. The market is looking at greed. So we'll see. We understand the necessity of managing risk. I hope you are paying attention to your portfolios. I looked at several portfolios today and they were very high risk. No one's really paying attention to managing the risk. You need to be balanced. You need to make it effective. You've got to have an effective strategy. Therefore, you need to rebalance when things get out of out of sequence or out of I don't know balance. Balance meaning you don't have too much or too little of any one stock. You have a good balance. You don't have too much of an aggressive stock versus maybe conservative stuff. Maybe that's what you. Have. But the balance depends on you. How aggressive do you want to be? Okay, and so then you got to balance your portfolio to match that aggressiveness. That's the key. That'll be able to deal with volatility. You got to do it right. So we would talk about this, and your participation is an important part of the mix. It always is. So make sure you call. We're taking your calls live at 888-99-CHART. It's an Invest Talk Tuesday. Steve Peasley is here today taking your calls live. How's your portfolio doing? Are you prepared for continuing market volatility? You've got questions, so call InvestTalk. 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART. We're going to talk to Eric in Long Island, and that's in New York. Uh, and I've been there many times. It's a really interesting place. Eric. Hey, how are you? Thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm calling about... Ticker symbol ALRM, uh, alarm.com. I'm interested in them because I think it was last week or two weeks ago, Google announced the partnership with ADT, which is another security company. And the result of that was um, alarm.com stock went down. And I wanted to know what you thought about it at this valuation. Um, was that decrease in value justified after that announcement? And you think it would be a good buy at these levels? Okay, Alarm.com Holdings, Inc., Alarm, A-L-R-M is a symbol, provides cloud-based interactive security solutions for smart home and business owners. It is a $2.8 billion company. Sales are growing very fast, 16% in the most recent quarter, and that's been its worst quarter in a while. 35% before that and 26 before that, those quarters before that. So, it's doing very well. It's going to make a dollar forty-seven down a little bit from the from two thousand nineteen. 
but then spring back next year to $1.62, and it's a $57 stock. So it's kind of expensive. The five-year range of PE is 20 to 68, so it's a high-growth stock. Therefore, that's why it's expensive. High-growth stocks are expensive. That's their nature. So it's growing very fast. They don't have hardly any debt. Return equity is very high at 24%. Strong cash flow. You know, so you you got to pay up for these growth stocks if you want. And this is pulled down from 72 and a half down to 57 today. It looks like it's trying to find support in this area. It might be a bit early to step in if you're going to buy it. If you own it already, you'll certainly hold on to it. Strong support comes in around $50, $50 a share. 50, 51, somewhere in that range. This is at 57. There's there's some support here, but not strong support. But it looks like it wants to hold. We'll have to see. Um, I, I like the space. I think the space is very sound. Uh, I think it's got a lot of growth potential. Uh, so I kind of like the company at this level. And I, I wouldn't worry too much about the pullback. To me, that just seems like an opportunity. Opportunity to buy. Gave you a better price to buy. That's what I would suggest. Even though you got to realize you're paying up for the stock. You're paying, it's expensive. But that's okay. It's a growth stock. Thanks for the call. Let's go to 10 in Washington State. 10. Hi, Steve. Um, really enjoy your show. Thanks for all of the education we get every day from you. And Thank my, you. My question was on um, AFLAC, AFL. Um, okay. The real small position in my um my portfolio right now, but uh, I'm interested in adding some more. Just wanted to see uh, see what you thought about that one. Okay. If you'll hold on after the break, we can talk about it more. I'm getting really pushed here to take a break. Um, but Affleck, everybody, AFL, I think most people see in their commercials. So we're going to pick that up after the break. Uh, okay. I'm gonna have a, I, I'll, I'll have to finish uh, that. I, I will get to it, I promise. One analyst makes a point that the S&P 500 on average has made new highs eight days every closing period within 1% of its record. So... There's going to be a story about this that we're going to talk about tomorrow. I'm Steve Peasley. We're going to take your questions live at 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, where Invest Talk hosts and KPP principals Steve Beasley and Justin Klein practice parallel investing. That means Steve and Justin's accounts participate with client investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing at investtalk.com. Okay, we were talking about Aflac. Aflac Insurance. Ten, you're still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Thank you for waiting. I appreciate it. I really do. Now, Aflac offers cancer, accident, health, disability, and life insurance in Japan and the United States. Okay. It is a, everybody knows the company. It's an insurance company. It pays a 3% dividend yield. Makes money. It's always made money. It's still growing its money. It's growing its money this year. It's earnings this year. It's growing. Next year, they're going to pull back a little bit. But for years now, it's been growing that money pretty steadily. Sales have kind of slowed down. 
Sales shrank uh, 2% in the most recent quarter. And the stock has uh, not really recovered like most of the other stocks. But uh, at $37.14, it's a really good price with an earnings of $4.47 per share. I mean, that's un- that's like an 8 P.E. Now, it doesn't, it's never earned a big high P.E. It never has. Uh, it's between 5 and 13, but it's on the lower end of that P.E. So I think this is a pretty good buy in this area. And I think there's an area that's not going to suffer too much from this COVID thing, even though it suffered a little bit. Uh, but I, I think if you're going to be in a financial stock, there's a kind of financial stock We'll probably do pretty good. So if you own it, I hold on to it. And this is a pretty decent price to buy it. Right above the 200-day move, uh, the 50-day moving average. But below the 200. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go. Okay, let's uh, go to my focus point. Today, today concerns the question, is there more short-term, short-term pain ahead for gold and silver? One trader is warning that even though the long-term fundamental picture looks intact, sometimes on Wall Street, when things get extreme, you see a reversal. And that's what he's talking about. Do we have an extreme in gold and silver? And one of the ways you know that, I mean, it's not. you can take a look at a chart. You can see how it just spiked up. And, and like from the middle of July to the first part of August, and then you had a pull pullback. Now it's moving back up. If it fails at that top, it's going to roll over and go down again. But most experts are thinking, uh, most technical experts looking at charts think it's still, it's way oversold. The relative strength is not, I mean, it's way overbought, and it's just starting to make the correction. Relative strength is weak. Therefore, relative strength with the overall market, therefore, it's probably going to roll over and, and go down again. So, and most uh, are showing that they think it's going to go to about $1,750 a share. Now, I, I can understand where they're getting that, but I think it's, if it is going to fall sharply, it might go all the way down to 1700 But I'm not, you know, these guys are experts. Well, experts are always wrong, always. I'm not buying into it. I think gold and silver might go choppy, might have another pullback, but I don't think it's something that you should worry about or try to trade. I think you just look at it as an opportunity to finally get into the gold positions you want to get into. What it will do is scare some of the latecomers late into gold that they, they got into late. That it scares them out. What I use, what I call is the weak hands holding Gold and gold mining stocks will will give up real quick, give it back. And I think that's a mistake on their part. But, you know, short term, I think gold probably just have will have trouble going higher. It's just when that's something moves up so fast, so quick, it usually has a pullback. And I could, you could say that exact same thing for the overall market. Exact same thing. Okay, let's go to another call question. This one is a little bit different. It came in early at 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin. Love the show. Thanks for all the great knowledge. Today I'm calling to get your opinion on prenuptial agreements. I'm not sure how I feel about those moving forward and uh, thought I would use your expertise. Thank you. I'll be listening to the podcast for your information. Thanks. 
Normally, they're not necessary because usually the couple, when you're marrying somebody, you have the same social and economic status because that's usually how that happens. When you need a prenup, it's usually some one of the two, the husband or the wife or whoever, has way more money than the other person. And they don't want to give half it away if there is a divorce. Now, part of me feels, well, wait a minute. If you feel you need a prenuptial agreement, are you sure you love that person enough? Part of me feels that way. That's not the practical part. That's probably the more romantic part. The practical part says, yeah, you need to protect your, you need to protect your assets. <laughs> so if you're a really extreme difference in assets between you, I, I think it would be a healthy idea to have financially. Okay, last Friday I, I uh, reviewed key anti-monopoly actions from the U.S. history. U.S. Steel, American Tobacco Company, and Standard Oil were all historical significance and monopoly actions. So as we go to break, here's today's trivia follow-up question. Can you name the two marketplace conditions that are closely related to a monopoly, but they are different? I'll have the answer after the break, everybody. But for now, my phone lines are open, and I encourage you to give me some questions. I want the questions. 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. 
the HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888 99Chart. Okay, before the break, I uh, provided a trivia question. Can you name the two marketplace conditions that are closely related to a monopoly but are different? Here's the answer. Okay, first, in case you missed last Friday's show or podcast, let me define a monopoly. A monopoly is exclusive control of a commodity or service in a particular market or control of that or control that makes possible the manipulation of prices. Okay. So an example of Monopoly that was broken up by the federal government was AT&T in 1982. And it broke up into 12 Baby Bells systems. Okay, so that was a Monopoly by AT&T. Want another one? How about Major League Baseball? That's a legal Monopoly. Okay, the two market conditions that are closely related are uh, to a Monopoly, but are different, are a duopoly. A duopoly. Duopoly is a market condition that exists when there are only two sellers. An example can be seen in the passenger fleet jetliner manufacturing business. You have Boeing and you have Airbus. Duopoly. Boeing's in the United States, Airbus is in Europe. How about an oglopoly? Oglopoly. <laughs> an Ogalopoly is the market condition that exists when there are few sellers, not two, not three, just a few. And as a result of this condition, they greatly influence price and other market factors. For example, back in the 70s, before the uh, broad penetration of cable TV networks, an Ogalopoly existed when the big three TV broadcast networks existed, ABC, CBS, NBC. That was an Oglopoly. Not sure how to say that, but it's how to say that. Okay, that's your lesson for today. Okay, let's keep moving. As you know, we have listeners all over the country, some of them all over the world. Here comes a question from Florida. Hello, Steve and Justin. This is Marty from Florida. Thank you for taking my call. I'm asking what your opinion is on Apple with the scenario of the coronavirus staying status quo and then some sort of stimulus package going to be passed by Congress at some point. What do you feel Apple's dollars, well, cost, 
we'll do before the split, will the price go up or down? And then what do you feel it will do right after the split is complete? Would it go up and down? Thank you for taking my call and uh, hope to hear from you. Thanks. Bye. Well, that's a hard call. Usually when a split is announced, the stock takes off. And that happened to Apple when they announced split, the stock jumped up. It was already rising very rapidly. And Apple's, you know, Apple computer is approaching $2 trillion market cap. It has a 35 PE. It's growing. It grew sales 11% last quarter. And the COVID thing has just boosted profits for many of these big tech companies. Okay. And that's probably going to continue. If the government does pass the stimulus package, uh, all stocks are going higher, in my opinion. And I don't see why leadership should change if they pass the stimulus package. There might not be a stimulus package passed, though, not before the election. If you think about it, what I think the, the Republicans are at a trillion, the Democrats are at three, three and a half trillion. What incentive do the Democrats have to negotiate? And what incentive do the Republicans have to just agree with the Democrats? I mean... You know, for the for the election, they, you know, they get the the Democrats get to blame the Republicans for not paying out more money to you, the people. So make sure you vote for them because they would pay more money out. See, so I don't think they want to lose that position before the election. So I can see us not coming to an agreement before the election. I can see it being after the election, not before. So that man, that we're not that close. You know, we're here. We are in August. Election is not till November. So it's still a long way off. Might might have some some incentive because of that. It's so long away. But Apple is awfully expensive. Everybody five year P range is ten to thirty five, and right now it's at thirty five. So it's just awfully expensive. The new phones coming out though. You got. I would wait for a pullback and buy. Personally, I think you. Have an apple in your portfolio is a good idea. Okay, 888-99-CHARTERS, our number, 888-992-4278. Housing starts, spectacular number for July, 22.6% increase over June, which is high also. 1.496 million units, 23% increase from last year. Up 9.4%. Remember, last year was prior to COVID. There wasn't any COVID. So it's up 9.4% back from, from a year ago. Pretty strong. And to put the icing on the t- cake, permits for new construction up 17% and 23.5% for apartments. 17% for single-family homes and 23.5% for apartments or multi-family homes. Very strong permits, obviously driven by uh, low mortgage rates. That's obviously the driver here. So I'm just saying, uh, I, I also think you might be getting a little boost from, I notice that this, the, most of these places are in suburbs. In suburbs, not in big towns, not in big cities. People want to move out to avoid the violence. So I think that's a trend that's going to continue. I really worry about the big cities. I mean, 
I think a lot of them are going to be carved out. I think the middle class is going to be moving out. They're just going to move out. They don't want to. They're going to they don't want to raise a family in that kind of environment. They don't want to be in that kind of environment. I think that's going to be an issue. And it seems like the big cities are too concerned about that. Should be. They should be. That's their tax base leaving town. Anyways, you're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And during these times when social distancing guidelines require most of us to work at home, and I know we are, we were still, I mean, we all got in the office today, um, gathered, and it was kind of unusual. But I'm usually in the office. Justin is usually in the office, but not the rest of the crew. They come in once, twice a week, maybe three times a week. So that's just going to, that's just the way it is, you know. The building itself is pretty empty. So, if you want us to take a look at your portfolios and you want to see what we do and help manage and take a look at our programs, go to just go to investtalk.com. Okay? Investtalk.com. This is Invest Talk. Good news. Steve and Justin have recorded another Rapid Fire Hour podcast. They take caller questions at a faster pace, but you still get their unbiased answers. In this special bonus show podcast, You'll hear responses to 34 finance and investment questions. The theme of the program concerns market processes, best practices for investors, and explanations of various terms and investment opportunities. So tell your friends, search Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, or investtalk.com for the free August Rapid Fire Hour. Independent thinking, shared success. This is Invest Talk. Made possible Hi, by Stephen Justin. This is Suzanne Financial. from Michigan. Love your show. I wondered what you thought about Schlumberger SLB. I'm a long-term investor, and my purchase was back into, I think, our $76 cost basis. And, of course, you know it's gone way, way down. It's hard to throw it away and sell because maybe it will come back. What are your on how it looks for the future. Thank you. Okay. Jean Bourget out of Houston, Texas, provides technolo- technological services, project management, and information solution solutions to the petroleum industry worldwide. Well, the problem is, is earnings are tanked. Uh, they, I mean, the big year was 2014. They made $5.57. Uh, to the next year, they're going to make 65 cents. This year, 53 cents per share. So that's a real come down from its price. You know, at the high uh, uh, in 2019 was $48. Way back on when they had the big earnings year, it was $118. Today, it's $19.77. So they make 65 cents a share. It's a 19 almost $20 stock. So is that a good price? I, I think Chamberzay has a has a is not going to go anywhere personally, and sales in the most recent quarter really tanked heavily because you know oil tanked heavily. They're dependent on the oil industry, and uh, they bottomed about thirteen thirteen and a half dollars a share today. They're at nineteen. Is there any kind of impetus to move forward? The worry I would have is that if if uh, Democrats take over the presidency and uh, and uh, 
Um, still, I, I'm sure they're going to keep the House. And even if there's a split Senate, you know, they're, one of their platforms is to get rid of oil, basically. And that certainly is not going to help Schumer's aid, even though it's a worldwide company. It's a $27 billion company. Even with this low price, it's still a pretty big company. It pays a nice dividend, two and a half. I, I probably would exit it. I don't think the future looks that bright at this point for some version. I don't. So I'd probably exit myself. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So Boeing is having its second round of layoffs. Remember in May, they laid off 7,000 people, 7,000. And you can see why. I mean, everybody knows why. It's no big secret. But they're now offering kind of buyouts to existing employees who they they need to have a certain... They didn't mention how many number of employees they want to shed, how many jobs they want to get rid of. They just said they're offering another round. Um, this will continue to be a problem. It's one of the reasons why I don't want to own airline industry at this point. Because this COVID issue is going to continue to be the problem into next year. I think it's going to take several years, maybe five years, before they can recover completely. Because their worry is going to be there next year that it's going to, COVID's going to come back and airlines are not. You know, I, I just think, I can't see Boeing's order book of book increasing dramatically anytime soon. And, and other airlines are canceling orders. They're canceling orders because they don't have the money. So if they're canceling orders, that means they're mothballing certain jets and they they have an oversupply. Simple supply and demand. So, so I, I kind of think you should stay away from from the airline industry. I never did like it anyway. So it never has been something I was enamored with, ever. Um I don't like all the unions that disrupt earnings. I don't like them being so dependent on oil prices, which is right now really cheap. And I never liked the, the fact that once that airline took off, that flight took off, your inventory of empty seats was worthless. I've seen how many people are on the planes these days. I flew up to Washington to visit some relatives for a few days a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago. And, you know, going to... Where did we stop? We stopped to San Francisco, uh, Oakland. Going to Oakland from Long Beach, the plane was not even a third full. Going from Long Beach to uh, Vancouver, uh, the plane was about half full. Airlines can't survive on that kind of that kind of passengers. Just can't. 888-99-CHART. Let's grab another caller question. 888-992-4278. Hey there, I'm a caller from Los Angeles. I wanted to ask a question about when to enter into the market with a large cash position back in late 2018. Going into 2019, I had always uh, felt that the market was at peak valuation, and I had been sitting on the sidelines with a lot of cash. Maybe 60% of my portfolio was in cash, and now here we are in all-time highs, August of 2020, so um, wondering if I should start entering the market now to dollar cost average, or wait until um, you know the market falls in price and becomes a more attractive basis. Anyways, uh, thank you very much. Well, both of those methods are probably good. The problem with waiting for a pullback 
is we, I don't know, no one knows how and when, how much and when, how much will the pullback be? I can tell you this, the market is overvalued. It's at a, it's at its old highs, which usually acts as strong resistance. And so therefore, if it was me, I would probably not enter new positions yet. If the government, both sides of the aisle can agree to a stimulus package, then I dollar cost average in because who knows where the market's going to go. It's going to go higher. If they don't come to an agreement, which they haven't, they're bickering over it now, which may last for several months, I think the market's going to turn much more volatile and we're going to see down volatility just as much as up volatility. And I'd wait for that. I'd wait for some volatility. So it depends if we get an agreement on spending. I think then you just got to give up and get in the market. You know, just get in. But there's lots of values out there, good places to be in the market. You don't have to buy the overvalued uh, positions. But when the market goes down, everything goes down with it, usually. Anyways, on the next Invest Talk, this story. Will the stock market close at a record high by the end of August? So that's going to be tomorrow. For now, I'm Steve Pisa. I'm ready to take your questions live. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. For serious investors, it's all about achieving financial freedom. That's why the unbiased guidance offered by Stephen Justin is so valuable. The Invest Talk Anytime listener lines are open now, and Stephen Justin welcome your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Hey guys, this is Ryan calling from Valencia. I had a question regarding a stock I own, First Majestic Silver Corp, AG. My cost basis from April is around $7.15 a share, and I really liked it back then due to all the government stimulus. I really like precious metals and bought a lot then. I want to know what you guys think. Uh, should I take some profit here? Or do you see it keep going up? Thank you, guys. Love the show. Okay, this is uh, First Majestic Silver, Canadian company engaged in the mining and acquisition of silver properties in Mexico. Uh, they're going to make $0.34 cents a share this year. Well, actually, it's going to be next year. After making $0.05 cents this year, after making $0.03 cents last year, I said losing money a number of years before that. So it's $11.99 stock, and the answer would be yes. I would take some profits off the table. They got up to a 14, close to 1450, dropped down to 1150. Now they're 1199. I would take, a, by the way, reason why I'm suggesting this is because we just talked about this in our meetings today with my guys, and we all agreed that we should just take a little bit off the top our gold positions and silver positions. Just a little bit in some of the programs so that, you know, we can, you know, rebalance the portfolios. We have quite a Certain programs, we have quite a bit of gold and silver. So, yeah, i take a little bit off. I would. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Uh, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Lawsuits. Don't just love lawsuits. There's lawsuits. Uh, Epic Epic uh, uh, Gaming, who makes the Fortnite game, is suing both Google and Apple. Apple, because both of them dropped... Uh, uh, their their games, Epic Games, off of their website, off of their uh, uh, pod, after their uh, um, 
you can't get them through Apple and Google anymore because they are both saying, Apple and Google saying that uh, Epic is not following the rules and not paying the commissions for the apps for the games that they're supposed to. And Epic's trying to get them to buy, uh, get people to use them direct and bypass. And so uh, Epic sued Apple and Google. And reason why this is important, this is part of the, you know, there's going to be an argument about monopolies. And the Apple, Google, and, and, and Facebook are all facing uh, monopolistic pressure from Congress already. So this is probably going to accelerate that process, this lawsuit. Okay, so... So Epic got booted off, Apple and Google, for not paying, trying to go around development restrictions and requirements that Apple and Google has. So I think I think this is just going to speed up the, the process of monopolistic uh, attacks. And, you know, to be perfectly honest, their, their accusation of being monopolistic is probably pretty accurate. Personally, but, but I think we're going to see that. You know, I think it's going to be a really interesting case that the government might join that, join that lawsuit. Interesting. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. I guess we're running out of time. Eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. Do we have any more talking points? Well, not really. But I did. You know, I just want to re- remind you that the mortgage rates are really, really, really low. If you haven't refinanced, you should, or at least consider it. And they're driving housing. And housing is a major part of our economy. Because when you buy a new house, what else do you do? You go buy furniture. You fix up the house. You paint it. You do whatever it is that you want to do. But you're you're producing more economic activity, broadly speaking, over a large... So our economy, when it comes to housing, is pretty darn healthy and it doesn't look like it's anything bad is going to happen to it anytime soon. So that's a real positive situation. On the other hand, there's over 200,000 restaurants that are not going to ever reopen. So the service sector of our economy is still suffering. You have airlines that are not flying nearly as much people. I mean, there's certain big sections of our economy that are still suffering. So it's a matter of it's a matter of time. I just don't know. No one knows how this is going to play out. It's historic. I'm Steve Peasley. Thank you for listening to Invest Talk. I'll return tomorrow. In the meantime, please remember to tell your friends and family members that they can choose from over 100 archived Invest Talk podcasts for free and download for free. You can browse uh, topic titles. You can get free downloads at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and InvestTalk.com. Independent thinking, shared success, everybody. This is Avesta. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. 
Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.